1: Welcome back to Budweiser's Weekday Sports. Beat on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett, joined once again by Mike Singer, the Notre Dame Football Recruiting Insider for Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. He joins us especially for this Monday, mainly because Notre Dame has been. Well, bringing in the recruits left and right, they had four commitments in four days, so we're going to recap those right now as we also broadcast on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel. Mike, we begin with a class of 2024 offensive lineman who is verbally committed to the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. He is Peter Jones out of the state of Pennsylvania, and reading your article On this guy, the first thing that stood out that you love when you talk about an offensive lineman, you list him as a mauler. I like the sound of that. And getting a kid out of Pennsylvania, that's pretty good as well, considering he's an awfully good offensive lineman.
2: Darren, there's a lot of little subplots here. Um, One is Notre Dame has like a lot of what I would call, maybe it's not the right term, but like mini recruiting rivalries like Notre Dame against Penn State often going into Pennsylvania and recruiting against those players. Notre Dame going into Ohio and recruiting against Ohio State. You know, Notre Dame going into Texas and battling A&M, Texas, um, you know, all those, you know, Baylor, TC, you know, all those kind of programs. So Notre Dame is so unique in that they will go into those schools' backyard. Like, not a lot of schools recruit as many states as Notre Dame does. So that's one interesting subplot beating – the Nittany Lions for, uh, like, he's a double legacy. Both of his parents went to Penn State. He told me that most of his mom's side of the family went to Penn State. Um, his grandpa was a big Notre Dame fan, so the Irish had that going for them, but otherwise not much. I mean, they again, he had been to Penn State probably countless times, whereas then we've been to Notre Dame twice. Um, so um, I actually, Darren, for the first time in my career, logged a prediction – for him to commit to Notre Dame before he even got the offer, I had never done a prediction for a player before they get an offer because that's ridiculous, right? I did it three days before he got the offer. I had just been told by a source, Notre Dame's offering this player, and he is a 1,000% Notre Dame type kid. So when you log that prediction, if you're me, it's like, oh, you know, Penn State legacy and a PA kid's going to be tough. Uh, But rode with the sources on that one, and and they made me look smart um, because he ended up committing a few months later. Um, He visited for that barbecue at the end of July, Darren, and um, he had told me at that point that he wasn't planning on making a commitment until later this fall, maybe around the new year. And he went ahead and decided, like, why why wait any longer? I know where I want to be. So Peter Jones – Right tackle, guard, I, I don't think you can really put a position on him just yet um, because, I mean, he's he about six, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, 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 285, 290. There's really no telling where he's going to be at in a couple years when he gets to Notre Dame. But when you see this young man, pictures of him, he already looks like he's 25 or 30 years old, Darren. So um, he's, he, I think he's going to be a really good one.
1: So the class of 2024, Mike, it sure seems like they're off to a really fast start.
2: Yeah, I mean, all, I think this is six commitments, um, and Notre Dame's got, what, 23 commitments in 2023, so on uh, Mondays at Blue and Gold during the football season, I do like this commit tracker article where, like, stats, results from the weekend for all the commits. I mean that's that's twenty nine was that twenty nine players I got to do that for that's not going to be fun uh, on Mondays for, for old Mike Singer, um, but uh, it's a good problem to have for Notre Dame fans. That I mean, twenty twenty three class is number two in the country. This twenty twenty four class obviously super super early uh, a year and a half until Sunday, but you know number one class in the country. It's a it's a really strong start. You know you got your quarterback and C J Carr who you know I believe is a five star talent. Um, he's got a good one to throw to a couple of good ones to throw to in Jack Larson and Cam Williams, the tight end receiver respectively. And now he's got a good blocker. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a good looking class early on.
1: All right. So there's Peter Jones. If you're watching on our YouTube video, watching his footwork and his power man, he is very, very impressive. Now let's move on to the three guys who have committed from the class of 2023. Now, Mike, anytime a fan base watches a former coach go somewhere else and you have a chance to beat them in anything, whether it's a football game, recruiting, checkers, whatever the case may be, the fan base gets really excited. And sometimes the excitement might be a tad bit much. But this might be a case where you couldn't cheer loud enough, in my particular opinion, if you're a fan. Not only do the Irish get one of the top linebackers, Mike in the class of 2023. He comes from Louisiana, more specifically the campus of LSU, where this old Notre Dame coach used to be. Put this in perspective.
2: It's it's a crazy recruiting win, um, and it, this this there's a couple commitments here we're going to talk about. Where it's just the the power of Notre Dame and they're flexing their muscles. Um, you know, you go into. Quite literally, and I'm this is not a figurative term here. Literally going in LSU's backyard, like the high <laughs> school is, like right on the edge slash on LSU's campus, Um at University Lab in Baton Rouge. His dad works at LSU in the athletic department. His dad played um, for the Tigers in the nineties. Like it, it, it's a crazy recruiting win for Notre Dame to go get. I don't know, have we even said his name, Jaden Osberry. Yes. Uh, number 117 player nationally um, and a top linebacker recruit in the land. Um, Yeah. I mean, not only did they beat up LSU, I I don't even think they finished second. I think Michigan finished second. So there's another even nice little recruiting Notre Dame fans. um, Obviously are not fond of the Wolverines. Um, I don't think Notre Dame fans think very highly of Texas A&M. And uh, there was another finalist. And, you know, Alabama was after him and just, Oregon long, long list of programs after Jay Nosberry. So the one knock on him is that he's a little bit undersized right now going into senior year of high school. Um, you know, he's not a long, you know, freakish athlete in that, you know, just genetic sense, but um, him getting after the quarterback, his sideline to sideline ability, um, someone with his athleticism that you don't have to take off the field and um, in, in passing down. And he's, you know, could play a Mike or Will linebacker. So he's very much a modern day linebacker with his speed and athleticism, put him in the inside and yeah, he's going to wreak some havoc. Mm.
1: Sounds like a guy that you don't have to take off the field with all the various packages that you have.
2: That's key. That's a, that's a very important aspect of his game. And, uh, I mean, yeah, we, we've talked about it for a couple of minutes and it's about 80% of the recruiting one I've been discussing, but him as a player, he, he's a darn good one as well.
1: All right. So Jaden Osbury picks the fighting Irish over schools like LSU, Michigan, and Auburn. Now we move to the running back position and let's talk about Dylan Edwards, another fascinating recruiting story. I mean, with these players, the Irish have gotten the last year. It feels like you have like all these extra side stories in a lot of these guys, so this has been fun to write about. Here's a Kansas kid committed to Kansas State. He decommits from Kansas State apparently while he's either on Notre Dame's campus or on the way, and then just a few days later, he picks the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. I know the power of Notre Dame is so impressive, but is it still a bit of an upset to pull out this Kansas kid who is – Seemed like he was pretty locked in to going to Kansas State.
2: So here's the timeline: June tw- June 23rd, committed to Kansas State over Oklahoma and Nebraska. His father's alma mater. Uh, his dad played. His dad Leon Edwards played for Bill Snyder in the in the mid 90s. Things all looked good, and then here comes Notre <laughs> Dame. Um, Edwards had an offer from Indiana when uh, Delaney McCullough was there, and, you know, they had a good relationship. Edwards told me that when McCullough was still in Indiana, he said, hey, if you go anywhere else I – I guess Edwards wasn't really feeling Indiana. He said, if you go anywhere else, like, I want you to be my earning backs coach. I hadn't really heard Edwards' name for months, but it was kind of someone that McCullough had on his radar behind the scenes – and then once Notre Dame's, you know, they felt like it was the right time to go after him, the way the offensive board was setting up. They went ahead and, and offered him. Um, it, it was just what the 28th. I want to say it was whatever that Wednesday was at the end of July. He told me that he booked the trip to go to Notre Dame that day, so he was on campus Thursday. Marcus Freeman was in New York that day. If you guys remember, Freeman was doing all of his media obligation. Essentially, the Marcus Freeman National Media Day, and then Friday, Freeman flew back to South Bend um, to spend some time with Edwards, and that was it. I mean, it was a very simple flip for you know him being a you know Kansas State legacy. Talking about Dylan Edwards, this five eight, 155 five pound absolute offensive weapon. You know, I, I'd been hearing that his commitment was such a big deal in Kansas, and there was just no way that he was going to flip from you know the Wildcats. And then, um, you know, he, he goes on that Notre Dame visit. He announces his decommitment at the end of his Notre Dame visit, had already told the staff he's committing, and I think a week later he announced it. So, uh, again, power of Notre Dame, folks. It was one, that Notre Dame just kind of came in late and, again, flexed their muscles. And as far as Dylan Edwards as a player, Darren, um, he's electric, you know, I'm told, you know, he's listed as a running back, but he's really coming in as what I, what Notre Dame calls like a scat back, slot receiver, true running back. You put him all the way out wide if, if you know, a defense is playing man coverage and has a linebacker on him or a strong safety that can't keep up. You know, play him in the kick return game, play him in the punt return game, jet sweeps. Um, heck, I don't know, wildcat, like all of these kind of things. He can do, um, and, and he's highly productive, um, Under Armour All-American, 2021 Kansas Gatorade Player of the Year. Um, I mean, he, he is, like, when you think of that small running back, you just want to get the ball in the space and he's really fast. Like, we all have that kind of, kind of player in our mind. Like, this is Dylan Edwards. Like, he's exactly the kind of guy that, like, college football fans just always want on their team.
1: See, I'm not a big fan of trying to comp – high school players who have not put on a college uniform with a college player. And I'm not going to try to do that, but listening to you describe his capabilities and I'm not comparing size or anything, Mike, this is really generic, but he sort of feels like who Chris Tyree could be for the fighting Irish this year.
2: See, I think Tyree is a little, and this is just my opinion here. I I think Tyree is more of an every down back than Edwards will be. Um, Tyree is kind of like a tweener, I would say, between your traditional every down back with a scat back. Like, they have similar skill sets in that, but I do think that, you know, Chris Tyree brings a little bit more traditional running back than Dylan Edwards. So that's at least my opinion.
1: But I do like the fact you take a look at a couple of the guys that will be on a Notre Dame roster now and in the future. There's really no one like Audric Estime. And they really don't have anyone like Dylan Edwards, so they're bringing a lot of different running back looks to that room.
2: That's a great point,
1: and not only that, but just the
2: speed of this class. Christian Gray, a four-star corner, is like a four-four guy. Micah Bell is a you know four-three-four-four forty-yard dash. Dylan Edwards is quite possibly sub-4, 440-yard dash guy. I mean, the list goes on. Notre Dame's bringing in very impressive speed in this 2023 class.
1: He is Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. I'm Darren Pritchett. Now let's talk about someone else who verbally committed to the Irish class of 2023. Not a big surprise. You've talked about him in recent weeks. It is Ben Minnick, an Ohio kid who has verbally committed to the Fighting Irish and beat out some pretty good schools like Oklahoma and Cincinnati for his services. Mike, how does Ben fit into this class?
2: Uh, another fast guy. Um, you know, ran a, it was a little bit wind dated but um, ran like a, a 10 4 7 meter dash, which is very fast. Um, yeah, I'll keep this one brief. Notre Dame contacted him in early June, kind of get them all rolling and learn about Minnick a little bit. Wanted to get him on campus to see him in person, and so he participated um, at the Notre, at a Notre Dame prospect camp June 21st. Kept in contact um, before he even had the offer, which he got a month later. He was talking almost daily with Marcus Freeman, the head coach, obviously, and, and safety's Coach Chris O'Leary, which, quick side note, Brian Kelly wouldn't even talk to that many main offered targets. Marcus Freeman was talking often with a player they hadn't even offered yet. I mean that that's that's just kind of goes to show Marcus Freeman versus Brian Kelly on the recruit front for just. I just want to mention that real quick. Um, Notre Dame offered him at the uh, you know tail end of July, had him on campus for the July twenty eighth date, and you know he committed to the staff the next morning. So yeah, that one. Came together pretty quickly, Darren, um, and, um, you know, he's a pretty versatile player, plays, you know, receiver and safety uh, at the high school level. More of a strong safety, um, comes downhill, can, you know, play sideline to sideline. You don't see him a ton in, you know, free safety, deep coverage, so not 100% sure, you know, what he would look like there, but, you know, you get a pretty good idea of what he can be like as an in-the-box run support safety. And you know, I think you'd be a really good
1: one. Well, the Irish have done a ton of work in this class of 2023. Of course, this group will sign early signing period in December. We're heading into the high school football season, Mike. This class is big. It's one of the best in the country. Do you see any spots that the Irish still might be interested in adding? And I know quarterback is front and center, but outside of quarterback, is there a, a massive need anywhere? at a position in this class of 2023?
2: Uh, okay, so you just kind of gave the, I know quarterback, <laughs> but no, we have to talk about quarterback. I mean, it's, it is it is as good as Notre Dame's class has been in there. And I was talking to uh, a, a source here recently that said, look, the, I mean, Notre Dame feels like they have their best recruiting class in a decade. Like, they, Like they – feel excellent about this group so far and that's fair and all but you i mean the quarterback is most position important position on the field if you have a fantastic roster but your quarterback stinks like that's or is just you know average at best that's going to bring you down but even if you don't have an elite roster and you have an elite quarterback that's gonna you make you better as a football team uh, like, you need that truck at the quarterback position rather than a trailer. And, um, you know, Notre Dame has neither at this point. They don't even have a quarterback commit in 23. So, struck out on Dante Moore, obviously. They were on quarterbacks before that. Didn't work out. Offered Austin Novosad in July. He ended up sticking with his Baylor commitment. Commend him for that. Uh, Notre Dame offered Pitt quarterback commit Kenny Minchie. Um, after it lost out on Novasad, we'll see where it goes with Minchie. Um, They're in contact with some other quarterbacks. Um, you know, certainly some names that you know might not be public at this point. You know, when you have quarterbacks who are committed to other schools, a lot of times that's going to be kept under the radar, Darren. But um, yeah, Notre Dame's working, um, and it, it, it's certainly the most important storyline. I mean, it was at the start of the cycle, and it, it still remains as much. As far as other positions, um, I don't know if another running back in the class is like a big need, um, considering you have um, Jay Lamar committed from the state of Washington and you have Dylan Edwards at Back, what I talked about, but they're very much after St. Louis Christian Brothers, Jeremiah Love, who is another just a darn good athlete. He's a running back, you can play slot receiver, and you have some big time programs also recruiting him as a cornerback. Um, I think Notre Dame's going to take four high school wide receivers. Ronan Hannafin from Massachusetts has definitely been the name to watch. Uh, And then do Edge, Keon Keeley, and Safety Peyton Bowen stick with their Notre Dame commitments? If they stay, all's well and fine. If they don't, I do believe they'll try to fill those spots. So Notre Dame's at 23 commitments. Um, you got a five-star in Keeley, 24 stars, and then two three-stars. That's pretty good um rate of four and five stars in this class um so i think notre dame's got room for a few more we'll just kind of have to see how things progress august is a little bit slower of a period um with no visits but it it should heat up in the fall
1: and i just want to go back to one thing you mentioned a couple of moments ago now i know you don't know how all 130 division one coaches handle recruiting so i'm asking this in a general sense but you mentioned Brian Kelly, even for some of the big recruits, was not heavily involved in talking to them throughout the process. Well, Marcus Freeman is the total opposite. Which is more the norm?
2: Probably somewhere in the middle. That's not a great answer, but That's all right. I think that I think that Kelly and Freeman are kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum on this, where Kelly was just not a very active day-to-day recruiter. And Marcus Freeman is a heavily active day-to-day recruiter. Um, So, yeah, I I think you're looking at two ends of this, opposite ends, obviously. And um, I think most recruiters or most head coaches kind of fall a little bit in the middle.
1: Interesting. Very interesting. All right. Well, we are less than 30 days away from the start of the football season. We now have the coaches poll. Ohio State's number two. Notre Dame is number five. So we're looking forward to that. And I know already Blue and Gold Illustrated has been putting out story after story with fall camp underway.
2: Yeah, it's definitely the place to be, blueandgold.com. You get all the premium recruiting scoop as well as what's going on uh, at fall camp, what the players and coaches are saying, the injury updates, observations from practice, all of that at blueandgold.com. And uh, we still have that deal of the year going on. I'm told it's ending soon, but I don't know exactly when. So go ahead and uh, sign up if you have not yet at blueandgold.com. $1 gets you your first year of premium access. It's quite the deal. So, again, folks, make sure you go to blueandgold.com and check that out. And I'll also mention our uh, football preview magazine is still for sale. If you go to bluegoldonline.com, different link, bluegoldonline.com can purchase a uh, 2022 football preview
1: well we had this segment today but we're coming back tomorrow with the regular segment because there's always plenty to talk about
2: yeah lots going on so yeah make sure you guys uh, check that out on Tuesday all
1: right that's Mike Singer Notre Dame football recruiting insider blue and gold illustrated BlueandGold.com. more sports beat in a moment on your home of the fighting Irish sports radio 960 WSBT